Hello, this is episode six of season three. Now this episode will help you if you realize at any point in your renovation or new build project that your budget is unrealistic for the wishes and plans that you have for your home. Whether it's at the beginning when you're just starting out or somewhere along the way. So let's go. to get it right with The Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Our Get It Right podcast partner this season is Kiko LED. So Kiko LED is customizable DIY LED strip lighting that you can order online to your specifications for your needs and your project. So perhaps you've been looking for that integrated designed lighting solution and you found it really hard to access as a one-off for your project. It's expensive to get made to order or it requires your electrician to do a bunch of work on site to make it happen. But you can just see that LED strip lighting channel concealed in your joinery or perhaps included in the walls of your stair void or around the edge of your deck to add drama in the evenings. Then I really encourage you to check out Kiko LED and that's Kiko K-I-I-K-O. Now, previously, this level of customization and design for lighting solutions, it was only accessible to those in the trade. And Kiko instead brings custom linear LED to you from their headquarters in Brisbane, Australia. And it's all able to be ordered online via the Kiko website. So you pick your design, you pick your length, you pick your LED light type. If you need help with designing your LED strip lighting solution, you can always jump on the phone or email one of their team as well. And I've been able to organise with Kiko a fantastic UA community-only offer. So if you head to their website at www.kiko.com.au forward slash undercover architect, you'll be able to access a $25 discount to use on your first order. And that link will be in the show notes as well. So pricing starts at $95 per lineal metre plus shipping. So it's great quality, really affordable product that can really offer that lighting design edge that you may be looking for to make your new home or renovation project feel great. So let's get on with the episode. Now, there's a saying that goes something like this. A new home or a renovation will always cost twice as much and take twice as long as you expect it to. And it's this, you know, this statement is usually given as a warning to those embarking on their project and often it's handed out at school gates or at barbecues or in the workplace where well-meaning friends and colleagues who've been through a project of their own will share their learnings from their own experience. However, in my opinion, there's actually a big issue with this piece of advice And the reverse is actually more true. So what I actually find is this, that homeowners start their project expecting that it will take half as long and cost half as much as it actually will. So let me say that again. It's not that renovating or building costs twice as much and take twice as long as you expect it to. It's that you'll have a brief 
And then generally what happens is that you have a budget in mind and that budget is actually 50 to 75% of where it really needs to be to achieve your brief. And look, to be honest, I don't know where expectations and reality got so far apart from each other. You know, perhaps it's the diet of reality television that we have or the big shed hardware stores. But I've been tracking it for a while now and honestly, the first and harshest conversation that I have with many homeowners is around this subject. They'll tell me what they want to do in their home or their renovation and then they'll list out the rooms and the spaces and the functions and what they want their home to do and to be and then they'll tell me how much they want to spend and how much time they want it to take and when they want it to be done by. And as I said, their budget is generally 50 to 75% of where it needs to be to match all of those things that they want to do, be it in a new home or a renovation. And the timing will be out as well. So whenever I'm meeting with homeowners, this is how I begin my conversation with them. And if you come to any of my workshops or you're a member of my online program or you've worked one-to-one with me, you'll know that most of my conversations begin this way. So I say, I am honest, sometimes brutally so. And if this offends you at all, please understand that is not my intention. I'm just passionate about you getting the best from our time together and from your investment in your home. So I don't speak with a lot of filters. Is that okay? And the response I generally get is, yes, yes, that's okay. We want to hear the truth. And then it begins that harsh conversation where I share what costs are actually like and how things, how long things can actually take and how far mismatch that is with where their expectations are at for their project. You know, it's the line from, I think it's the movie A Few Good Men, when Jack Nicholson says to Tom Cruise in the court, you know, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> I'm only kidding. But but there is a moment where you see homeowners, they'll, they'll let this information settle. And the realisation of the reality of their renovation or new home project you know, it comes to roost and there's a moment of acknowledgement that their expectations need to shift. And that's what this podcast episode is all about. You know, what do you do if you realize that your budget is unrealistic? As you can see from the way that I talk to homeowners, we get to this point very early in the process. It's right up front. And I, I always feel that the earlier that you get here, the better, because then there's no time wasted. You know, then your renovation and building journey is actually initiated with the best possible start rather than you barreling forward without a realistic budget or framework and you're wasting time and effort and energy and money on a vision for your home that you just can't afford. So let's look at what can happen when you realize that your budget is unrealistic and how to get yourself back on track so that you can keep going on your project. Now, there are four main areas where I see homeowners run into trouble and discover that their budgets are unrealistic for what they're seeking to build or to renovate. And these four main areas, they're really categorized by, I suppose, red flags or warning signs. So I'm going to talk about them in that way because I feel that's the best way for you then to keep them on your radar for your project. Now, I've got loads more on the website about this information. So make sure you you head to the show notes and you grab the links to other reading on this topic, okay? Now, these four main warnings or red flags are these. So number one is that you're looking for magic pills. Number two is that you're not understanding the impact of your decisions and this will extend to those that you're working with not providing you advice about the impact of your decisions as well. Number three is not listening to warnings from your professional team and number four is not tracking your budget. Okay, so let's go them through, through them one by one. 
So number one, warning sign number one, looking for magic pills. You know, one thing that I see happen time and time again is that homeowners will think that there's some special trick to achieving their project dreams for the low budget that they want to spend. Like they're going to be the first person to find it and it will deliver all their hopes and dreams for far less than anyone has ever spent before. Now, please let me say this first. I am not underestimating your resourcefulness or your ability to bargain hunt or uncover cost-saving strategies in your projects. I've been working with clever homeowners for long enough to know that when you're savvy and determined and tenacious, you can achieve some extraordinary things in building and renovating on a budget. In fact, I had a client contact me last night to say that she's been able to achieve an $8,000 saving on something in her project. And that's purely from her tenacity and determination to get a great outcome for her home and to keep digging and digging. But where this can be dangerous is when you keep hearing, no, that's not possible. And so you just keep asking the next person and the next person and the next person until someone eventually says yes to you. So I'll illustrate this with an example. I once spoke to a couple who were looking to renovate their home and they had a budget and then they had a list of things that they wanted to do with their home. And as I said earlier in the episode, I told them, you know, right up front that I didn't think that their desired plans were achievable for their budget. And then I went through a list of alternative ideas and design strategies and different layouts and different ways of doing their renovation that I thought would really achieve a great outcome for their lifestyle and their home and that would ultimately be more affordable and meet their budget. Well, they didn't like it. I really didn't like it. And it was because their budget felt like an enormous amount of money to them and it was sizable, but they really had trouble believing that this, you know, this amount of money wasn't enough for what they wanted to do for their home. You know, sometimes homeowners just don't like hearing no. And so they'll keep asking until they find someone who's willing to say yes. And whilst it's possible to work magic with budgets and what they can buy, you know, who who doesn't love, you know, hunting down a bargain, it will only take you so far in building and renovating. And to be honest, I've, I have been, I've had personal experience of this where we finally found somebody who can do something for the price that we wanted to pay for it and it's ended up being a disaster. So, you know, if this is you and your way and you finally find someone who's willing to say yes, make sure you do your homework before you move forward with them, okay, so that you don't get caught out. Go back to looking at the online budget calculators and the cost guides, you know, play with them, understand what impacts costs going up or down, have a chat to other costing professionals such as quantity surveyors or building estimators, you know, they're impartial professionals and they'll have experience across many projects and so they can provide some measured advice uh, that could really help you. Now, the next red flag that I want to talk about is number two, which is not understanding the impact of your decisions. Uh, and this extends to those that you're working with not advising you either. So a mistake that I see homeowners make is underestimating or just not knowing that their attachment to a certain choice can push the budget more than they anticipated. So an example of this that I talk about regularly is high ceilings. So you know, you may be really attached to this idea of having 10 foot or three meter ceilings. And so you include this in your brief to your designer. However, when you ask for this, what you're asking for uh, is also potentially these things. So by requesting high ceilings, you're also asking for taller glazing because your windows and doors will look dwarfed otherwise in a tall volume of space. 
And that may mean that you can't use residential windows or doors, but you actually need to upgrade to commercial standard glazing so that it can handle the taller heights. And, you know, commercial glazing is significantly more expensive than residential glazing. You know, it can also mean that you need extra lighting because taller ceilings will mean that the lights are further away from their surface, from the surface that they're actually casting light on, and you potentially may need stronger lighting or more of it. It can also mean that you need extra scaffolding during construction, you know, to get up higher for the building process, and it can mean that scaffolding is on site for longer as well. Scaffolding higher is actually, it's a, it's a huge cost in a construction process. I remember at Mervac, we calculated that on a house-by-house basis, the scaffolding higher fees on each house were higher than the design costs for each house. So don't underestimate, you know, the, the cost savings that you can make in getting scaffolding off your site as fast as possible. It will also mean, you know, this request for high ceilings can also mean that you'll need extra lining internally, so extra plasterboard. It can also mean that you'll need extra cladding externally uh, or maybe extra brickwork depending on what you're building your walls from. And it can also mean extra structure for bracing. It can mean extra painting. You know, the list goes on and on. So that simple request that you had at the outset of saying we want extra high ceilings, it's brought about all these consequential impacts that will all require extra money in your budget to pay for. Now, if you're working with an experienced designer, then they'll be able to guide you through this. They'll be able to to illustrate to you what the impact of that choice might be and how that could impact your budget overall. But it's also being aware of it yourself. You know, basically the most economical way to build and to renovate is to use the standard sizes, components, dimensions and materials that really get used at a mass level in residential building wherever you're living. So anytime that you step outside the norm, outside what the standard dimensions are, you know, there may be an impact and an onflow in your choices and costs in other areas of your home that you just might not be aware of. So keep that on your radar. Now, red flag number three is not listening to warnings from your professional team. So I know... I know, trust me, I know. There are loads of examples. I hear from homeowners telling me this, that you know they've given their budget to their designer, they've checked in with the designer along the way, along each step of the project, you know, asking them, are we tracking on budget? Is everything okay? They've been told by their designer that it is. And then they've got to the pointy end of building quotes and contracts, and that's the point that they've found out that they're actually significantly over. And it's beyond frustrating, you know, especially when you feel as a client that you've been doing your bit of paying your fees and checking in with your chosen professional and you've been trusting their advice. However, there are far more examples where a client has attacked their architect or designer for creating a design that's over their budget and then they've been shown an extensive paper trail of every client sign-off that they've provided to go against their designer's advice. So, You know, listening to your designer and taking their advice when you're making choices or changes outside your budget. Because what I often see happen is this, you know, a client will be working with their designer and the client will say, you know, well, how about we include this, whatever, whatever this is. And the designer will say, well, look, we can, but I think that that might push your budget. And the client will say, look, no, I really, I really want it. And so let's put it in and we'll just see how we do when the quotes come in. And 
you know, this might happen six, 10, 20 times or more during the design process. And each time the designer, you know, will make a note of it and include it in, in the paper trail and in the meeting notes. And it may be about, you know, big choices or it may be about really small choices, but all of them add up. And by making these choices along the way, you've actually potentially forced other choices as well. You know, remember renovating a building is not one big decision. It's a series of smaller sequential decisions and they're made one after the other and they have a flow-on effect as you make them. So by making these choices along the way to include things that you were warned may push your budget, it's actually meant that these people have ended up in an entirely different place to where they would if they'd made alternative choices at each of those steps. And, you know, when it comes to quoting, and then they're way outside what they wanted to spend, they're totally demoralized and disappointed because, you know, not only have they spent all this effort and time and money to get to this point, they're also emotionally invested in the home design that they've worked with their designer to create. Now, when homeowners talk to me about this point that they've got to in their project, you know, many of them say to me, I should have listened to my designer. My designer was warning me. And, you know, it's not a fun experience for the designer either. It's a really, it's a really um, difficult place to get to with a client. So if you're working with a designer and you're instructing them to make choices, you know, with the optimistic hope that you can afford it, but it's against their advice, I'd expect that your design is going to be over budget. You listen to the warnings. Remember that honest communication is always best. You know, whenever I've worked with clients, Right up front, we've established what their expectations are around how honest they want me to be. And perhaps it's because I'm a mum. It, you know, it's, it's probably easier for me to say, no, you can't have that. <laughs> and, you know, all of us have a chuckle and we move on. But, you know, I've got a colleague that tells me that he says to his clients right at the very beginning, even before they've agreed to their fee proposal with him, he says to them, you know, we, you need to understand that what we say is the truth. And what he means is that when, you know, he as an architect gives advice, it's based on years and years and projects and projects of experience. So if the client wants to ignore it, then that's at their peril. And that's established really early on. So, you know, if it's important for you to be kept on track by your designer, then find a designer who will work with you this way. Okay, make that part of your very early discussions so that you know that it's out there and that you've stated it. Now, this is the last warning sign, okay? And this is the red flag number four, which is not tracking your budget. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to be taking you through when and how to go about getting cost estimates and cost information for your project. So we'll talk more in depth about the idea of tracking your budget in that episode. But what I'll mention here is that one of the big warning signs that a budget is going to run away is when it's not being kept track of during the project. One of the mistakes that I, you know, I really see a lot of homeowners make is that they'll tie themselves in knots, you know, during the design process and in the lead up and in getting their approvals and they'll make selections and they'll create a design and they'll be so diligent about keeping all of that on budget. And then work will start on site and, you know, they'll turn up and they'll make little changes or they'll reselect things or they'll add things in or they'll see a light fitting that they love somewhere and so they'll change something over. And these little choices to spend, you know, an extra few hundred here or an extra few thousand there, they'll all add up to one almighty budget overrun. So if you've been really diligent with setting your budget, then be equally, if not more diligent with tracking your budget. And, you know, I promise this will really help you stay on budget as you reach the finish line. And as I said, we're going to talk more about this in the next episode. Now, 
Okay, what if you're right at the very start of your project and you're doing all the things that I'm recommending you do? So you've been establishing your brief, you've been speaking to designers, you've been doing your research, you've been using the cost calculators, you know, but try as you might, you just can't get your plans for your project and how much you want to spend to align with each other. So at this point, I really recommend that you revisit your core goals for your renovation or your building project. Remember right back at the launch episode, so the very first episodes that I did for the Get It Right podcast, the very first one was about answering the question, what do you want to do? As in, what do you want to do for your renovation or building project? And I, I asked you to reframe this and, and to ask instead, what am I seeking to achieve with this building or renovation project? You know, you may, you may think that you want to end up with a four-bedroom, two-bathroom, two-car garage, two-living-room home with a great indoor-outdoor connection to an outdoor entertaining or alfresco area. However, you know, try as you might, you just may not be able to stretch your budget to accommodate that. And, you know, at some point, many homeowners will just say, well, I just think building and renovating is not for us. Let's just forget it. You know, they can't get that vision of their home and their budget to match. And, and so they just chuck it all in. This really saddens me because meanwhile then I'll see many homeowners just go on living in homes that simply don't work for them because they believe that their only option is to figure out how they're going to finance the four-bedroom, two-bath, two-living, two-car garage, big alfresco area version of their home. And it's worth understanding there is huge power sometimes in the smallest changes to our home environments. Don't underestimate what's possible, you know, and how much your lifestyle can be changed by low budget improvements. You might not need the big dramatic change that you think you do in order to improve your home or your lifestyle, you know, especially if it, all it's going to do is put you under huge financial pressure to fund it. Maybe you just need one extra room that works really, really well rather than four or five more spaces. Perhaps you need some beautiful built-in joinery or you need to refurbish your bathrooms or put in a big set of sliding doors that open up to the outside better. You know, perhaps the whole place just needs a coat of paint or a deck added on. You know, time and time again, I've seen homeowners rethink their strategy when realizing their big dreams and their constrained budget don't match. So they've found a new approach and they've actually ended up with the home that they didn't really know that they wanted, but actually meets their needs perfectly and met their budget as well. So go back to those core goals of what you're seeking to achieve. Chances are, you know, it's a better indoor-outdoor connection or it's a greater sense of organisation and calm in your home or it's more comfort, uh, more relaxation and yes, more space may come into it as one of those core goals but it may not necessarily need to be that much more space. Rethink your strategy, okay? Don't chuck the whole thing away. We had some friends stay recently and they've got three gorgeous boys that are just fantastic bundles of energy and they were tearing about our place. And, you know, as can happen with kids, something happened, someone wasn't getting what they wanted, someone got upset and, you know, their dad gathered them all up and he sat them down on the sofa to calm them down and he looked at all of them and he said, okay, boys, what do we do at times like this? And in unison, you know, these gorgeous boys that were kind of two and three and a half, they all replied along with him. Dad, we adapt and innovate. (laughs) We adapt and innovate. Don't you love it? The word adapt actually means that we become adjusted to new conditions. And the definition of innovate is to come up with something new that inspires change or that creates a new method of doing something that's really established. 
You know, the four bed, two bath, two car, two living room, our fresco house, it's a very established type of house in Australia. However, it's not for everyone and not everyone's budget can fund it. And it's not that long ago that things were different, that we didn't want quite so much. So, you know, is your budget unrealistic for your project vision? How can you adapt and innovate to create a home that is perfect for you and your family without stretching yourself financially? If and when you do find out that your budget is unrealistic, then don't throw the towel in. Rethink your strategy. Don't underestimate what's possible. The power of small change and adapt and innovate. Now, remember to check out Kiko LED, our season partner, and grab your UA community only discount by using the link www.kiko-led.com.au forward slash undercover architect. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. You know, this is such a great way to get affordable and customized LED strip lighting for your home. They've got 12 designs to choose from and the length and the style is up to you. And you can always get in touch with the Kiko LED team at their Brisbane headquarters if you've got any questions about your lighting design or your selection. Now join me next episode as I'll take you through the various points at which I recommend that you get costing information for your project. You know, working out the cost of your renovation or building project, it's not a one-step process and this can surprise many homeowners. It's actually a process of collecting more information and detail and getting more resolved on your design and your budget as you move forward. So I'm looking forward to sharing my recommendations with you. Until then. Thank you for tuning in to the Get It Right podcast with Undercover Architect. Now, if you head to the Undercover Architect website, you'll see loads more helpful information on how to get it right when designing, building or renovating your home simply and with confidence. Not only can you see all the podcast episodes there, there's also a wealth of written blogs and of videos too covering all sorts of topics. And there's other ways as well that Undercover Architect can give you more support and guidance for your project. Now, if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please subscribe so that you always get notified of new episodes as soon as they go live. And I'd love it too if you could please leave a review. (laughs) I know that iTunes doesn't make it easy to leave a review, but when you do, this is super helpful in spreading the word that this podcast exists to others who really need to hear it to get help with planning their future homes. This has been Amelia Lee from Undercover Architect. Thank you for listening and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.